Welcome to the Network Marketers Den, the ultimate podcast for network marketers who are looking for ideas and knowledge to grow, develop, and level up their network marketing business. I'm Janet Metzger, your host, and I can't wait to share with you what we have today. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody, it is Janet Metzger, and I am so excited to be here today with my special guest, who you're going to meet in just a moment. You know, um, one of the best parts about this great industry is all of the people that you meet. In fact, I think it is the best part about the industry. And uh, Lisa Wilbur is someone that I have known for many, many years throughout my career. And um, the thing that I love so much about Lisa is that she's creative. Uh, she's inspirational. Um, she doesn't let anything stop her. So I want you to help me to welcome our guest today, Lisa Wilbur. So welcome, Lisa. Thank you. So good to see you again. Gosh, <laughs> it's been about 10 years since we actually see oh, each know. other, but uh, I, know. <laughs> I, I continue to stalk you. You know, as I said, um, Lisa has got a ton of experience in the network marketing industry. Just listen to this. She has built a team of over 8,000 people, 8,000 people. She has team members throughout the United States, in fact, in every single state. And now she lives in New Hampshire. So I think it's a good idea that you get to, now you get to go to Hawaii to go, you have to make sure you're checking on people and making it tax deductible. (laughs) But she started, she started with the same company when she was 18 years old. Now, I know she's probably only about 25 now, but, you know. Um, so, Lisa, do you want to just tell us a little bit about your story and share with everyone? Yes, I'd love to. Um, I actually, when I, I lived on Guam is because I married when I was 18 because evidently I was an idiot. <laughs> I, yes, I married a sailor and we lived on Guam. And uh, at that time, I saw some of the other Navy wives doing like parties, like the plastic bowl party and the, the little uh, the painting parties and stuff. And I didn't see the one company that I did end up joining and I didn't see anyone doing that. So I wrote to them and joined that way. I remember that lady coming to our house selling when I was a little girl. So I signed up with them and um I, I liked it right away, so I did fairly well with it, and um, I, we, I lived there for a couple years, and then I moved to Mississippi. Um, my Navy husband liked to dock his ship at more than one port, so I had to cut his anchor adrift. You know? <laughs> I can't, can I tell you? Okay. So anyway, I went to, I, Mississippi was a, a random pick on the map because I was young and stupid. I, I'm not quite sure if I made it many good decisions my whole 20s. It was a blur, but I picked that on the map going to Gulfport, Mississippi. And I lived there for two and a half years and I sold for the company there. I never looked at it full time though. I didn't, it didn't even dawn on me that you could do direct sales full time. Never, never. I didn't know anyone doing that. I hadn't thought of that. So I was doing like waitressing and secretarial work and designing uh, uh, wedding invitations. I did all kind of stuff. And um, then when I moved from Mississippi to South Carolina, all of the moves, by the way, involved men. Don't ask. Don't judge. Don't judge. Okay. <laughs> Don't judge. No judgment. So I signed up again. I didn't realize that you could transfer your account. So my actual length of service is longer than they're saying because I kept re 
joining, but it was immediate. So I've had the, that one company I've sold for nearly 40 years. I was oh always a wee child, wee child. <laughs> uh, so anyway, but um, I didn't think of it as a full-time thing all that time until I moved to New Hampshire. And when I got here, I actually decided I wasn't willing to work in a convenience store anymore. I was doing that in South Carolina. And um, I thought, you know what, if I'm ever going to do anything better, I'll just have to go in and act like I have done this before and done it. So I applied to be an executive secretary and I went in there and I actually got the job, <laughs> even though I was a little kooky, but I went in there and at the, the, the convenience store, I was getting paid 6,600 a year, I think it was, third shift. And that was like with the 12 cent extra <laughs> at night. For because it was third shift. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he called me, the, the boss called me and he said, we can't offer you a lot. And he said, but I can offer you 15,000 a year and full medical and full and retirement and dental and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, I think I could do that. <laughs> you know, I tried to act like it was like, oh my God. And then when I hung up the phone, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so that was like a big break for me, I thought. And I was still doing the, the direct sales on the side. I always did that. Um, and then what happened was two and a half years into that awesome job, by then I was getting 20000 a year. Um, two and a half years in, they did away with my department. And I tried to work at another department, and it just didn't take. So then I, I came home, and um, by that time, I was married to husband number two. I have to number them like a, a softball team now. Okay. Don't judge. <laughs> Make them wear numbered shirts, right? So husband number two, I come home crying because that was like the best job I ever had. Oh, sure, sure. And I was like snot bubble crying. It was that bad. And I said, oh, what am I going to do? And he says, why don't you do more of the little direct sales thing you've been playing with? And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, no one I know is earning full-time money, certainly not 20 grand doing that. I said, I go to these meetings around here, and they're selling that much. They're not keeping that much. I need to keep that much. And he's like, just because they're not doing it doesn't mean you can't do it. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. If he believes in me that much, maybe I should believe in me more. Exactly. Well, the, the sad, I'll tell you the sad part about that story, though, is that, is that he, um, th this is like years later, five years later, I'm talking to someone on the phone, telling them that very story. And when I hang up, he says, oh, my God, you don't go around telling people that, do you? And I'm like, believe it or not, that one thing that you said made all this start. And he said, oh, my God, I only said that to get you to quit crying. I never thought you'd amount to anything. <laughs> oh, like, my gosh. I said, you know, I, I said to him, you know, sometimes you just need to lie. Just lie to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ended up releasing him, but not over that. <laughs> not over that. He did have, that, was a, that was the right thing to say. But, but you know, I mean, you fast forward and, and you, you started um, building your business, actually recruiting. And I just want everybody to hear this number because this blows me away. Um, that since you started the actual recruiting side of it, you've earned over $7 million. Yeah, that's that, a lot of money. That's, that's better that's than 20000 a year. Right. And at the time, I thought it was so much money. And, you know, I actually was able to replace my pay just selling. 
just personal sales. I was able to replace that 20,000. It wasn't until 93 that the building a team thing came out. And I think what really saved me in that whole thing was I made the decision from the first day that I got into that program, the team building network marketing part, that I wasn't going to decide whether it was worth it or not until I made it to the top of the pay plan. If I hadn't decided that early, I'd have quit. I see so many people quit doing this. And I just, I kept saying to myself, I won't know for sure whether it's worth it until I get to where all the money is. The top of the pay plan is all the percents and all the perks. And I won't be able to make a good decision until I'm there and can look back. And of course, once you make it to the top, you are making plenty of money. So you're making plenty of money. You're, you are making plenty of money. (laughs) So, so what would you say, you know, after that many years with the same company, because you and I talked about this the other day, that there are a lot of people that I like to call kidnappers that go from here, 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 here. Okay. What has caused you to not do that, to stick with it? What keeps you going all of the time? You know, I'm not sure whether it's necessary, necessarily a good attribute of mine or a bad one, but I can do the stick to thing. There's not many other things. You know, I can be consistent and persistent. And I, that makes up for the other things that I'm not. Like, I'm not the smartest person. I'm not the skinniest person. I'm not the best looking person. I'm not the best salesman. But I can be the best stick-to-itiveness person. And to me, a lot of my business has been um, years later, someone will call me and they know I'm still in. And people, matter of fact, people come back to me to sell on my team after being out for years. And it never dawns on them that I might not be doing it. They said, oh, I knew you'd still be in. You, they knew you'd still be in. So. Yes. And they come so, back. So, so staying you, has been one of the biggest, uh, like the biggest bonuses ever because customers and team members come back to me. They circle back. <laughs> right, right. So what, what, what I, I agree 100%, Lisa, 100%. But what keeps you sticking i mean because because isn't it some days have you ever felt like right right it's a challenge but to me um especially like when you build all the dog when you when you build a team and a customer base right to me i earn every dollar that i get for that right right for me to walk away would be leaving my money behind so I just make the adjustments. Now, I may not like everything that's decided for rules or comp plan changes or whatever it is, or product line changes or whatever it is, but I'm willing to make the adjustment because I've built an organization and built a customer base that I can rely on because they've been there for me all of these years. Sure, so sure. I, I would rather um, navigate around a change that I don't like than to start over somewhere else. To Absolutely. Me, the, the core, I decided which business was going to be my core business. And I do other stuff, but the core business is my son. And then my other side projects are the planets that go around the sun. But the sun's going to stay the same. Right. Absolutely. That makes, and I know he's your why. I mean, that's, that's why you're in the business. And I remember when you adopted them. And I mean, all of those things. Um, so 
tell me how your, tell our audience how you've had to adjust your business over the years, because clearly when you started in your business over 30 years ago, things are a little bit different to, in today's day and age. Well, and I think it's, it, what's funny is the number of people that aren't jumping right on stuff when it comes out scares me a little because to me, I try to jump right on it. Now, it's not always comfortable. I don't, I'm not necessarily a first adopter or anything, but for example, how we submitted our orders. Um, when my company came out with a little thing called Poet, where we did them on a little machine, I volunteered for that right away because I thought once they move to submitting electronically, they're not going to go back. So I always try to go whatever, wherever they're headed. Um, they recently told us, do you remember they had a program that somebody wrote that people used before we had the online ordering? There were still people using it last year. Right, right. And I know they're not ever going to go backwards. So when I hear them coming out with something new, not just them, but like in the industry, I try to move towards that. Um, like Facebook. I've been in Facebook for years and years and years because when it first came out, I thought, oh, this is something that's not going to go away. Let's get in on this and, and try to move with it. Because um, I, I no, they don't ever go, well, you know what? The cars aren't working out so good, so here's your horseback. They don't, they're not going to do that. They're not <laughs> going to do that. No. So I think some people stay stuck and don't go for the new things. I know some people, some top people, that don't have smartphones yet. And I'm married to one of those, by the way. But well, he's, he doesn't need one because I have one. That's how that's his thought process. But, but, but I mean, no, as, a business, right. as a business owner, like I got one right away because I'm thinking, well, there must be something great about it because everybody's talking about it. Now, sometimes I do that and it doesn't get adopted widely and it, it gets by the wayside. But it doesn't matter because I still learned something and got exposed to new stuff. Right. So I try to jump on stuff when I see it, either from my company or in the industry. And I try to, matter of fact, I get um, the direct selling news, the magazine. That I do too. I do too. I got mine just the other yeah. day. Because that's mostly for corporate people, but then I get to see what the corporate people are looking at. So usually right. our trip destinations are something they're talking about in there or how they deal with prizes, or they're talking about it in there ahead of time. So I try to see what's coming down the road so that I can be with it, at least. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rather than staying behind and complaining about all the changes, I'm trying to at least go flow with it. Sure. That's excellent advice, Lisa, you know, to be ahead of the curve. And, um, you know, I always have believed this, that I've got to trust the company that I'm with, um, there's a lot of smart people that work there. Do I always agree? No, but um, I've got to trust them and I'm going to follow them. I, I think, well, I think that's we don't always see as, as sales reps and even you were in a corporate in the management position, but we don't see the other side of the tapestry. We just see one side. So how it affects me. Right. Like we, we only see, like when someone's complaining about what we get charged for a product, I'm like, but we don't know the figures on how much it costs to make that product. So we can't be so, uh, <laughs> there must be a reason that they charge what they charge because they have to have a certain profit margin and cover all the expenses to it. It's not for us to judge what they're charging for that product. Right. So absolutely. I, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff we don't see, even like a comp plan change. 
we don't see the, the expenses that they're paying for that. So, you know, we have to have a level of trust that they're doing the right thing for the company. Absolutely. And if it's for the right for the company, it's going to ultimately be best for the, for the person that represents them. Absolutely. You're, you're, you're so spot on. You know, you've got such a huge organization um, and, and you're juggling a lot of different things, a lot of different people. Um, but one of the things I've always admired about you is your ability to have such strong relationships not only with your customers, but with your team members. Can you share with our audience what you do to, to build the relationship and to keep it going? Um, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about when we were discussing this right away was that um, you said I have 8,000. You know, I actually only get paid uh, because of the comp plan, not on all 8,000. I get paid on probably 3,000 of those, yet I support all 8,000. To me, I have an obligation because they are connected to me to help them if they want to be connected with me and want help. And they're all invited to my Facebook group. They're all invited to my team meetings. And I actually do recognition down 10 generations. And I actually, when someone calls me on the phone and asks me for help, I don't ask them if they're on my team or not. I just try to be of service. And that has always worked well for me, always. Um, what goes around comes around, good and bad. So right. if I put enough good out there, and sure enough, I've always got paid uh, way more than anybody that I know. Even, even in the last couple of years when we've had a hit and pay because of all of the stuff going on, um, I still earn more than almost anybody else that I know. And I, I mean, it's, I, to me, it's not because of my skill level. <laughs> to me, it's because I put enough out that enough comes back to take care of me and my family. So I think helping everybody, no matter what, it's always a good business decision. It's not just me helping for no money. It's me helping because I know what I put out there, I'm going to get back. Right. Well, that is the law of attraction. I mean, that, that what you put out there comes back, bounces back. We were talking earlier about Bob Proctor and, you know, that's. Um, oh, he is like so awesome. And, hey, that's, that's the way of the world. But, but you mentioned recognition. Um, you want to share a little bit about what you do um, to recognize team members, customers, et cetera? You know, what's funny with the recognition, uh, when I started in the network marketing program in my company in January 93, um, I've done recognition every two weeks because they run on a two-week sales cycle. I've done award certificates every two weeks since January 1993. I have not missed. And the, I have funny rules about it is I sign them all. I, I don't farm that out to somebody. I now have somebody that prints my certificates. But at the beginning, what I did is I went to the teacher supply store and bought a pad that I just hand wrote them and, and mailed them. But I have made and sent certificates all this time consistently for all these years. And to me, it, it just, you don't necessarily find out it means something to the people, but I know how I would feel. I try to do things that I know I would want, you know what I mean? And then every once in a while something happens, like I had one of my team members on my Zoom call last week, and she took a picture. She'd saved them all. She had hundreds 
of award certificate. She's been with me for years and years, and she saved them all and put them on the bed in a big, giant thing of award certificates. And I was practically crying over it because I thought, wow. And she said, when I don't feel like doing this, I can just look at all of those certificates. Oh, wow. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. And I went to another representative's house, and she had them all framed on her wall. Now, neither one of these guys had really said stuff over the years about it. So I think when you would do recognition, you, you can't do it with the thought of them saying anything about it. They're not necessarily going to go, thanks for the certificate, but it's not their job to do that. I'm, I'm showing my appreciation. They're not obligated to have any feedback. And I see a lot of representatives say, well, I was sending out stuff, but they didn't say they liked it or anything, so I'm not doing it anymore. And it can't be about their feedback. It's got to be about doing the right thing. So From the I, heart. Right. And I, I decorate, well, I don't do it, but I have people <laughs> decorate the envelopes and put little sparkles and stickers and rubber stamps because a lot of my team members are never going to meet me in person. And I want them to feel like a virtual hug when they open their mailbox and go, oh, look, something from Lisa. And right. she me. That's what I want them to feel. So I try to put myself in their shoes. And now, of course, we have the component for online, too. So I'm always trying to up my game. And uh, I list who they are and what state they're from and how much they sold. And I try to put little graphics in it. And I'm always looking for <laughs> the next little program that could make it that much more exciting, so like some music. <laughs> right, right. And, and I know you, because I've gotten them before, you even send out birthday cards to team members. Oh, I, right. And the, the, that's funny because before I was using a service, I use a service for that now, before I was using the service, I was the worst birthday card sender ever. And now I'm like, every when people think of me, they think of the birthday cards. The birthday cards, yeah, absolutely. Between 350 and 400 a month. A month. So one of the biggest places that I have gotten people to come back to me is because for the last 12 years that I've used that service, I've put everybody that signed up with my company in my first in that database. And they've gotten a birthday card from me even after they quit. So for years, some people get cards from me and then they'll say, you know what, I think I'll come back or I wanna buy some stuff. So, and they feel like they know me because I've been sending them a birthday card. And you know what's funny is so many people, this is kind of sad, but a lot of people say, I was the only card they got. Yeah. I, I said, because people just don't do that that much anymore. Right. And to me, that has been a bigger and better investment of my advertising dollar than almost anything else. When I ran classified line ads, which was the foundation of our business to start with, that was like a shotgun approach. You didn't know who was seeing it and you didn't get their information. This is actual people that I had a relationship with at one point that know me, don't recognize my name, and I'm just staying in touch with them and, and letting them know what I do still. Right, and right. I That's amazing. And, and will you tell, when I heard, I heard this number earlier, how many cards you've sent out in those 12 years? 65,000. Say that 65, again. 65,000. That's a lot of cards. That's a lot. That's a lot of cards. Wow, that's amazing, Lisa. <laughs> now, in my defense, I'm not handwriting these cards. It's a service where you enter the information and yeah. they write, they send it. But it's still, yeah, it's a lot of cards. And that's a lot of cards. Yeah, 
it's just a, such an awesome way to keep a relationship going, I think. Because it's not just starting a relationship, it's keeping it going. Keeping absolutely. it going, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so if I could ask you this, as we start to wind down a little bit, what would you say your number one secret, and it's not really a secret, but to your successes? What's your philosophy? Um, I think I, I, when I was speaking for you, you had me speak for you at some events. Um, I talked about the same thing, but I worded it a little different. I've had to boil it down to make it a little bit simpler. Now what I say is, and this is my motto, I talk about it on my team calls and everything all the time. You can be successful at anything if enough people know what you do. So it's marketing. It, I used to call it marketing ideas. Remember all that whole thing? Yeah. Really what it is, is getting people to know what you do. So I spend every day and I have for the last ever, all the whole time I've been in direct sales and network marketing, trying to get more people to know what I do every day. And I think a lot of people don't do that. And I think that can make you successful all by itself. So when people find out what you do, and whether that's building a team or selling products or a combination of the two, then you can talk to them and ask questions and find out what their needs are and you can be of service. So it's having a service mindset, but people have to know what you do. What you do. So, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's just lipstick. It's not rocket science. You just got to let people know. Um, so, so you, um, it, it, it is. It's, that, that's, I think one of the things about you, Lisa, is that you do keep it simple. You don't try to make it, you know, overcomplicated. You just got to let people know, know what you do. But um, you continue to support the industry. Um, and one of the things that, you know, I'm a member, I had joined it um, about a year ago. You want to tell us a little bit about your Facebook group that I know that you said anybody is invited to it that's in direct oh, yeah. sales. You want to tell um, us about I that? Have a, I have a group about, I think it's 6,600. Uh, or the, I say that number, but that's like the pay I earned at the convenience store. So it may be, but it's 6,000 something. Um, and it's people in, it's called Monday Morning Madness. And now I do a program on there, uh, a live uh, every week, every Monday. It alternates between 10 Eastern and 1 Eastern, so depending on what time you get in there. But um, we just talk about regular business principles that would apply to anybody. So that group happens to have lots of different companies. It's not specifically the company that I, I rep for, my core one. Um, there's a lot of different people doing a lot of different stuff and we share things that would be relevant to anybody. There's obviously a big slant towards direct sales because most of the people, most of those 6,000 are direct sales. But yeah, it's, it, it's surprising how most uh, having a mix of people like that is so important in my opinion, because you see it from a whole different angle. The people that are just doing party plan have a different angle than the people that are supposedly door knocking kind of people. And when you mix your ideas together, you come up with all new great ideas. Right, so right. That's, that's what I love is a whole mix of people. So that group is open to anybody. It's called Monday Morning Madness. Monday Morning Madness. And that they just go to Facebook and put in Monday Morning Madness. Yeah, they'll find then me. You can, yeah, they'll find you. And But it, yeah. it is, it's, it is excellent. It is excellent. Um, you know, the other thing I didn't mention about Lisa 
as, as we close that I think is really, really important. I am a huge believer in that you can't do everything yourself. You can't know everything yourself. I don't want to write. I, I apologize for the phone there. Um, that's what happens when you work from home, right? Um, but there is a, um, I think it's important to be able to work alongside everybody. There's an abundance of knowledge out there. So, Lisa, you are an author, and um, you wrote a book um, a few years back with, I think you said there were like 63 different top producing people. So it's a collaboration. Do you want to tell our audience about that and how they can go about getting that? Because I know that it's on my list to order right now. Oh, well, no, I'm going to send you a set for free. Oh, better <laughs> I, yet, but I, that isn't what I wanted you to do, but I think it's a... I want, I want to because I am very proud of this project. Uh, it was called A View from the Top, and what happened was for years I sat around thinking, you know what, the company should have us all in a book. We all know so much good information. We all have such great stories. And then I thought, you know, if not the company, somebody should put this together. And then it dawned on me, I am somebody. <laughs> so I called and I have the contacts to do it. I knew somebody that does publishing for those kind of books. And it just all of a sudden came together. And I said, I'm just not going to sit here and complain that someone should do it. I'm just going to do it. So we all got together and did this series of three books together. And it's called A View from the Top. Even though we're all in the books from the same direct sales company, this information is good for anybody because no one in their story is talking about the comp plan or the products, really. They're all talking about the struggles they overcame and their strategies on how they, they found more customers or built their team. So this information really is good for anybody in direct sales in particular and in network marketing. But yeah, there's 63 of us, I believe it is, spread over three books and um, it's, it's one of the things I'm most proud of about my career that I actually drew a line in the sand and just said, I am the person to get this done and, and did it. And I'm, it's, it's an awesome product. Oh, that, that is amazing to have that many um, people at the top of the mountain, if you will, collaborating together. And, and to be able to share that knowledge. So again, it's called The View from the Top. Now, if they just reach out to you on Facebook, because the even with yes, the group, uh, that's the best it, way? Right. It's uh, facebook.com backslash Lisa Wilbur. And Wilbur with an E, W-I-L-B-E-R. Oh, you have it on there. <laughs> I have it on there. Yeah, yeah. you do. Uh, but you could just, uh, I can PayPal invoice somebody if they'd like the set. Uh, can, can I say how much they sure. are? Sure. You, you, <laughs> they're your, oh, your awesome. They're, <laughs> they're $24.95 per book. They have volume one, two, and three. So you could get, you know, all or none. If you decide to order all three, I will include the shipping for free. Okay. Okay. That's yeah, it sounds like you a don't great. Have to I'm, I'm excited. I, I want you to see how great they are. They're oh, amazing. I'm excited. I, I will be a, a promoter for you I, because <laughs> I, I do know this, that no matter how long you've been in the business, no matter how successful you are, the most successful people continue to read, to improve their skill set, improve their knowledge. So um, Lisa, I cannot thank you enough. It's so great to see you again and, and to catch up and, and uh, 
you always put a smile on my face and um, know that uh, you have made such a difference in many people's lives, including myself. And I, I really, really appreciate it. So until next time, um, we will see you on the Network Marketers Den. And uh, please join that Monday Morning Madness. I'd love to see you there because I am there every Monday too. Take care, everybody. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. This podcast was designed to help you, the network marketer. If you have a specific topic or struggle that you would like me to cover, please send me a message. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others. Tag me, Janet Metzger, on social media or leave a rating and review. For more tips and tricks, join my Facebook community at the Network Marketers Den. Thanks again for listening. Mm-hmm.